This icon is racist. I have never ever been a spy. Can the VBS bank loot? The problem is that pinky. Never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shit. Can you please come in? Good day and welcome to Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we try to make sense of the politics week that was. My name is Kwanita Hunter, and with me to serve you all the political tea is our resident DA correspondent. Can we have a drum roll, please? Yes! <laughs> we also have Zimasa Matiwana and Zigisa Mpupu. Uh, welcome, guys. I'm in the hot seat today because Emil is on holiday. Um, Lucky him, eh? And he's in the blue city, Nohalze. <laughs> <laughs> the official opposition, the Democratic Alliance, has really not been able to catch a break, guys. Uh, the party is in the middle of a factional battle. I suppose a factional battle is even, you know, understating yeah, how bad... Battle. We've gone past that now, eh? <laughs> yeah, but, but as we sit here, there's just news in right now that uh, the former DA leader, Musi Maimani, has not only just resigned as the party leader, he's now also resigned as a member of parliament and as a member of the DA. Apue, you can start. Yeah, uh, it means they, they don't have a national leader, they don't have a national chairperson, uh, they don't have a parliamentary leader. And since Johnny Stian Hazen's term, as a chief whip is linked to Musimaimane, they don't have a chief whip. They don't so have they are not <laughs> just flying uh, without a leader as a party, but even in parliament. Complete so autopilot. So, so yesterday uh, uh, you were at the press conference and there was this kind of confusion about Musimaimane resigning as a DA leader, but staying on in parliament. Why do you think the decision today to just you know, pull the bandage out and then, you know, no longer be uh, even an MP. If you read that speech where he talked about the DA no longer being the vehicle, uh, then you must understand that a, a, a large part of that meeting was spent trying to convince him not to go. Hmm. Um, he had made up his mind, evidently. Um, uh, the story that came out before the actual meeting was that uh, he had said he was going to resign at the meeting and that some of the people who were close to him had begged him, no, chief, don't resign and, and, and fight it off. But he said he wanted to resign and just be an ordinary member. But clearly, um, uh, his thinking was that he's actually uh, uh, quitting. Uh, but probably he wanted to stay in as a party leader because uh, he was being begged hmm. to stay in the party. But... Uh, his speech, it was very clear that uh, his heart is no longer there. Let's listen to what Musi Maimani said at the press conference yesterday. There does come a time when leaders must step back from all noise and conjecture and make a sober and honest assessment as to what the future indeed does hold. And I've spent the last few days doing exactly that alongside with my wife. And in the end, we've come to the conclusion that despite my best efforts, perhaps the DA is not the best vehicle which is suited to take forward the vision of building one South Africa. And therefore, it is with great sadness that in order to continue this fight for the vision I strongly believe and the country I so dearly love, I will today step down as leader of the DA. 
Simasa, when you listen to Musi Maimani, um, what was the impression of what his future now holds? Um, he sounded very defeated, you know, as if he had, you know, just been through the most bruising battle of his career. Um, and <clears throat> look, it, it was clear to all of us that Musi no longer believes in the DA, not just in leading the DA, but in being part of the DA. And um, what his future holds, I guess we'll have to see. Maybe he will join another political party. Maybe he will, you know, start a civil society organization. Yeah. The, the, the part where he said, you know, um, he was not a career politician, right? I feel like he's being a little bit disingenuous because he was, his rise in the DA was so quick and he, he plummeted through the ranks from, you know, being nine years ago, submitting an application to be the Joburg mayoral candidate to being party leader. Um, he was obviously, you know, it was, it was, he, he, he was someone's puppet effectively. And now he sort of has this high ground to say, oh, well, I was actually not a career politician. Mm. Look, you, the, the, the problem with uh, black leaders and their spectacular falls uh, within the TA, Musi is just one of the many numbers that we know, Patricia Teleir, Lindy Wemazibugo, there's more that are going to come. The issue here is that the DA, first of all, doesn't want to recognize that there was a system called apartheid which excluded economically, socially, culturally, and otherwise the majority peoples of this country, which is black people. Now, black people who join the DA and who are elevated with speed to those top positions with the hope that there will just be faces to attract black folks. It's, it's, a, it's an unsustainable system and it's proving to fail. Why is it going to fail? You can appoint the most liberal of black peoples to be your leaders. But the reality is that every black person, even if they didn't struggle, they were not poor, one way or the other, they've once seen that black people in this country are the most poor rest. They've seen someone who lives in a shack. They've seen someone who goes to food without eating. So somehow their consciousness is always bound to come to light at some stage. And this is what happened with Musa. Musa at the beginning, the things that he believes it in today, six years ago, he was a complete opposite of those things. But Mashaba as well. Absolutely. All of them, you see. So as I say, that's the, exactly the point I'm trying to drive home, that over time, if you're a black person, there is somewhere, somehow, where you've seen that the economic situation of black people in this country is not the same. And the DA is not interested in those kind of politics. And hence, at some point in time, they, ha they have to chop off their heads. But there was also a white person, a long-time leader of the Democratic Alliance, Atul Trollope, that has mm. decided to step down. Let's see what he said. Famously or infamously recently said that there's a time to come and a time to go in politics. And I realized that this weekend that it was probably my time to go. And I'm happy to accept that. I'm happy to move on and try and build or rebuild my life. Not easy for somebody with my complexion at my age and my hairstyle. Oh, God. I, I, I mean, why did Atul Trollope resign if you just give us the real tea? If you do know. <laughs> he knows everything about the I, I, I don't. I don't know <laughs> Look, my, I think one of the, the failures of uh, us as the media or as the journalist 
is uh, documenting um, how or the loyalty that Athol had to Mosi or uh, the their relationship. Those two, it seemed, um, and, and there were people who would complain about this, that Mosi and Athol would go to battle for each other. Uh, when Athol would be facing difficulties in the DA in the Eastern Cape, I remember the battles between him and Ngababa, or the faction that uh, eventually won, uh, led by Ngababanga, against the former chairperson in the DA, uh, v- um, uh, what, what's her name? Velisombeng. If you had followed that, uh, uh, you would know that uh, Musi uh, and Atoll were always together. When there's a problem, especially in that province, Musi would be called, but eventually those people would be complaining that, no, Musi listens to Atoll too much. Those two, I, I think Atoll uh, really is a matter of principle that he resigns because he's been with Musi. What he was saying that he was elected with Musi uh, at that Congress, their fate w- were linked. Uh, uh, Musi rose primarily because uh, Atoll Trollip uh, wanted to contest for that position and that's why Helen Zille prematurely stepped down because mm. at the time uh, she didn't want the party to be seen as a white party mm. so they forced her hand mm. uh, to step back earlier and Musi rose and when Musi rose I think maybe Atoll recognized that the fact that uh, he contested for that position it was for Musi to rise and mm. therefore he had to protect him and there was a, a, a big talk when the two of them uh, uh, were contesting for that position him against um, against uh, who Masela um, I think at the time uh, that look it's it's reasonable for Athol Trollip to be appointed to that position because Musi is young in the party he will need someone who's strong who's experienced who has uh, has been uh, uh, in the DA for that long to help and guide him and I guess he felt uh, if Musi is falling on his sword uh, he should as well. Um, when I listened to Trollip's uh, resignation speech, I did not get the sense that him and Musi were resigning for the same reasons. Um, Musi was clear that the DA is not a vehicle for change in South Africa, whereas Atoll was telling South Africans to continue to vote for the DA. Because his blood is blue, though. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not the same like Musi. They don't have the same history, right? Well, they, they don't have the same history uh, in, in terms of, of serving the party. Obviously, Trollip has been there for as long as the DA has been there. Uh, but, I mean, Trollip lost over the weekend mm. um, to Helen, the same way that he lost to Helen when Musi became party leader. Of course, he's bound to get tired of it all. And him losing to Helen, unfortunately, this time meant that his political ally in the DA also lost. Mm. So perhaps it was time to go, perhaps for different reasons from Musi. I don't believe it was the same reason. You were shaking your head when Apiwe was talking. Yeah, no, because I completely disagree <laughs> with him. I agree with Zemesa's last point that, uh, I mean, uh, Athol is resigning for sour grapes to be planted. This guy has seen that he's, he just can't. He, I mean, I always thought that uh, he was one of those politicians who know the manure, you know, the Jacob Zuma type of uh, politician. Nah. But 
He is far off. He's far <laughs> off. I mean, really, this guy has just been losing left, right, and center, and he sees that the age is no longer on his side. Uh, well, what, the reason I was shaking my head with Uapi uh, is because of the the ally uh, issue that he was raising. Yes, they were ally, but I believe they were allies of convenience for Trollip's beneficiation, by the way. you know. And uh, Trollip remaining in the DA, uh, it, it tells me more than what he told us yesterday. And I was particularly confused by his, uh, you know, a very confusing statement of that he's going to struggle to make it because of, uh, you know, being white. It's oh, that, that, that I was <laughs> abhorred by that statement. You know, I, I found that to be petty and quite yeah. silly, to be honest, because we all know that it's actually quite the opposite uh, in South Africa in terms of how you struggle outside certain, you know, uh, you know um, circles. So, I mean, there is no way that Trollip is going to struggle. He knows that. I actually don't believe that someone who thinks like Trollip in terms of of race, politics, would quit his political career because of a black person. He's he's actually a perfect fit for the (laughs) DA. That statement alone makes him a perfect fit for the DA. But so there was another person at that press conference on Wednesday standing against the wall like a naughty child with the pouted lips... um, trying to avoid a, a frown, and that was Helen Ziller um, as now the newly elected federal council chairperson, Apiwe. And she is effectively, no, has her party back. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I mean, wh- that's wh- what it is. Wh- what, what sense did you get from her yesterday? I, I think uh, you could see in her f- facial expressions, she didn't expect what happened to happen at that time. Uh, I mean, at that meeting, um, I think uh, she thought that the long game would be uh, that, o- of course, uh, Mosi would, uh, I don't know, uh, throw a tantrum and then and then go back. No, I I I guess she thought Mosi would uh, continue leading the party until uh, the special uh, Congress, the, the early con- Congress, uh, whereby if she has a candidate in mind. That candidate will then go on to contest Musi. I think she she, she was a, a bit shocked, but <laughs> she came back to fix uh, a party that was in trouble uh, and only to plunge it to ish more trouble. I I don't think the DA has ever been where it is today. Now um, I, I don't remember. Uh, maybe you can uh, even the time of uh, Tony Leon uh, when she took over. They were not in this much trouble. Hmm. Um, Zimasa, what sense did you get when when you heard uh, Zilla talk yesterday? Um, I felt that she she wanted Musi to go, but she didn't want him to go now. Because so on her terms. On her terms, because remember, if she has a candidate in mind to take over from him, she also needs to prop that person up. She needs mm-hmm. to introduce that person and make that person palatable to the DA call, <laughs> you know, whoever that person is. But also, uh, Trollip leaving for whatever reason, I feel like she was blindsided mm. there. But uh, I, look, Helen has consistently said they came to me, asked me to contest for this position uh, because the DA is in trouble. Uh, I I would like to understand what the trouble exactly was mm. under Moses' leadership because a 2% uh, drop in the national vote, I don't think it's that much of a big deal you to don't. make a party implode in, mm. in such a manner. Uh, but 
I believe that the DA is self-correcting and self-cleansing and it's going back to what the DA is. Under yeah. Tony Leon. Under Tony Leon and, and under Helen Zile. Maybe she made mistakes and she's fixing her mistakes mm. now, which are the likes of Herman Mashaba, the likes of mm. Musi Maimane and so on. So you're talking about Herman Mashaba. Um, we know that on, on Monday, after Helen Zille's election, uh, he decided to step down as mayor of Johannesburg. Um, and and he spoke really, um, you know, viciously against the party, to which obviously Maimani uh, famously said that Herman Mashaba is his hero. But let's listen to, to, to what Herman Mashaba actually said uh, when he resigned on Monday. I'm gravely concerned that the DA I signed up to is no longer the DA that has emerged out of this weekend's federal council. The DA no longer represents the party that is able to achieve what I desire most, a movement that can save South Africa and see the ANC and deliver one South Africa for all. Without this, I'm deeply concerned for the future of South African politics. The election of Helen Zeller as chairperson of Federal, Chair, uh, Federal Council represents a victory for people in the DA who stand diametrically opposed to my beliefs and value system. And I believe those of, of, of most of South Africans of all backgrounds. I cannot reconcile myself with a group of people who believe that race is relevant in the discussion of inequality and poverty in South Africa in 2019. Herman Mushaba really having strong words there um, as he announced his resignation uh, as, as the DA's um, Johannesburg mayor um, in that coalition government. I mean, was he going to go anyways? Was he, was he, was this, he just preempting the in, inevitable that he was going to be removed anyways? Mm. Look, you, uh, first of all, uh, especially the clip that we played, Mashaba, I found him very opportunistic about uh, the part that this is not the DA that he joined. He is lying. This is exactly the DA that he joined. But maybe at the time he was not politically matured enough to understand what the DA was then. But of course we congratulate him that uh, finally he gained his consciousness and saw the DA for what it is. What I like though about Mashaba is that he's very decisive and firm. Having found his political consciousness, having processed that the DA is what the DA used to be but he didn't know at the time, he took <laughs> a, you know, a very strong decision to step aside. I, I would expect such things from Mashaba. I mean of course they've been frustrating him uh, with his coziness with the EFF in the city of Joburg, and he's, he's taken it to the chin for the longest of time. But I guess he knew now now that uh, Godzilla is in charge, it's going to get quite hot in the kitchen, and he took the firm decision to resign. So I do admire his decisiveness. Mashaba, for me, in the DA, is one of the has been one of the most decisive leaders in the history of the DA. We know, for instance, the view, whenever he holds a view on a particular issue, regardless of how popular or unpopular it is, he stands by it. We know his stance on the issue of immigration. You, I know where you are going. No, I'm just making an example. No, I'm making a serious example. Yeah, no, we know the not. issue of him on uh, immigration. I'm not going to go into detail. We know the issue of him on, you know, standing with the poor. 
regardless that the DA didn't like his stance, but he, he took that thing. We know he was not ashamed of being seen with the EFF even in public, regardless of the you know the tensions within the DA. So that those are the things that I admire with Herman Mashabi. And I would dare say that in the future, regardless of what he does now, whether he starts or joins a political party, we cannot afford to lose a political leader with the qualities that Herman Mashaba has. Apiwe, I mean, was it really uh, uh, Zilla's election that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back? No. What was that? Uh, uh, okay. Um, Mashaba, I agree with Mvum. 100%. Uh, but? But? <laughs> but? <laughs> no, no, there's, there, there's no but. <laughs> there, there's no but. Um, that Mashaba joined the DA knowing what the DA is. In fact, he was to the extreme of what uh, Helen Zile is. Yeah, that's true. He was the chairman of the Free Market Foundation, yeah. is, isn't it? So is he converted, you say? No, look, if, and I'm saying this is a big if, uh, Mashaba is converted. Like, I, I had this discussion with uh, another colleague of mine when we were sitting outside there, and he really truly believes that the guy was converted. I believe that the guy is a capitalist, out and out, it will never change. Mm. But... As a mayor, as a politician, uh, the money that the, the the only reason capitalists are capitalists and uh, that they are successful is because the money is going to them. It's their money. At the city of Johannesburg, it's not his money that mm. he has to spend there. So this, this ideology of capitalism mm. is not a factor. So if he truly sees that, well, these people are poor, um, the only way, if I was those people. I would want someone to assist me because that's how capitalists get to gain. So he made decisions that he thought uh, well, were the right decisions. Um, he, he had nothing to lose personally by insourcing workers. Mm. Well, I don't understand why the DA would have a problem with him on that. But you see, so the decision that he had taken it didn't change who he is. Mm. But it's because he was operating in a different space. Yeah. With negotiated yeah. power. With negotiated power. So if, if it was his business, of course Mashaba would not insult, have insourced workers. <laughs> if he, even if the board was telling him to do it, he would tell them I, I he would find other ways to maneuver and deal with the board. You see what I'm saying? So Mashaba, what he's saying about the DA that he joined uh, then and what it is now, I it's... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, In fact, the DA that... Uh, okay, not the one that he... Well, the DA that Mashaba resigned from is a DA that is so different to the one that he was brought into because now you had um, race is a factor in policy discussions and in, in, in policy decisions like the diversity clause of the DA. Mm. So uh, I, I feel like he was being dishonest. Um, I don't think his coziness and, and shared power with the EFF was still going to serve him under Helen Zille because DA people have had it with the EFF and, mm. and that relationship. I, I, I think they are sad that they apparently lost uh, voters to the Freedom Plant Pass mm. uh, and they are not afraid to hide that. But they don't want to work with the EFF. We all know that. And I believe that's why he left. So before uh, all of these resignations this week, there was the Federal Council meeting over the weekend. And there were two important things that happened there. Firstly, it was um, the delivery of um, 
this panel's report led by Ryan Kutsia over what went wrong uh, for the DA during the elections that resulted in that two point something percent decrease. Um, and at, at the same time, it was uh, the, the return of Helen Ziller to party politics um, as she uh, was appointed the chair of the Federal Council. Let's hear what she said after her, point, her election. I will not be the leader. I will play a background role and I will stay in my lane. I will participate where it's appropriate for me to do so and speak where it is appropriate for me to do so and ensure... Will Helen Zilla stay in her lane? No chance. In fact, he, there are no lanes now. There's just one lane. <laughs> <laughs> in just three days of being elected, she has managed to get rid of all the lanes and leave one lane for herself. Imagine so, a bulldozer like Helen staying, staying in, in a lane. lane. Really? Come on. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, you, I mean, she was just trying to be fresh there. But we know Helen will never stay in her lane. She has failed to stay in her lane for all these days, even when she was outside a position of power. She never stayed in her lane. Now having power, there is no chance that a person like Helen would ever stay in their lane. Uh, unfortunately, now she runs the whole show. Uh, I, I, we don't know. I mean, it, 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 it's leaderless. It's autopilot. Up here, what's happening? Because, I mean, what, what are the possibilities that she may be the, the caretaker leader to conference? What are the possibilities with that chaos now? Yeah, they having a federal uh, Fed, FedEx meeting uh, to decide uh, who, will who will be the leader because uh, they never foresaw uh, this situation. This situation when they were drafting their uh, constitution, uh, so they they will see. Look, these these guys, um, according to the, the the autopilot, is such that uh, their CEO resigned. The leader resigns, the chairperson resigns, uh, the chief whip is not there. Uh, as a, and James uh, never resigned. And James Self, uh, yeah, but I mean, Helen has taken over. I'm taking okay, over okay. the, the status yeah. score. The only person out of this, this leadership core that generally is the most important to running the day-to-day -day of the party, they are not there. Uh, if they were running a country, it would be a perfect time to, <laughs> to, to go to for, for a coup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coup. Where's Mungasutu Butelezi when, when you, you need, need him? him. <laughs> you know? Now that he doesn't have IFP, you know. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Make him acting president. He will deal with that situation. So, so may, they, they will decide. Um, the most senior person who's left, uh, it's Helen. So... They will probably, I don't know what they would do. Uh, maybe they will. Uh, maybe Gwen Gwen, I suspect that one is very. But, but they need someone who's to, to act. Yeah, in the yeah. I understand in parliament they can elevate the deputy chief whip. It's, it's not that much of a crisis for parliament, parliament because you yeah. have a deputy. Uh, yeah. The crisis is with the, the national structure. I'm telling you, there's but always one person to rent. It's not a crisis even there. You can rent someone. Oh, you can <laughs> always. I mean, Gwen, Gwen is quite ready for that thing. You can see her behavior <laughs> even on the social media. <laughs> no <platform>. comment. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking the truth. Just check how she was behaving yesterday. No, no, no. I, I've, 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 I've seen her tweets. Um, look, um, prior to this, uh, there had been uh, a lot of talks, and there are stories that have been written that, in fact, uh, the faction aligned to Helen Zille. Uh, had been preparing Gwen Gwenya to challenge uh, Musi Maimane. Um, I don't know what happened. Maybe Musi uh, became aware of those moves and, and hence 
her living as the their policy head at the time when she did uh, but helen also uh, in fact uh, the weekend in one of the weekend newspaper said uh, she thought either Gwen or John Steen Hazen would have uh, contested for the position that she eventually uh, contested for. And when the two of them didn't, uh, and then the consultation then happened, and even her husband uh, uh, convinced her to, <laughs> to Pagama. <laughs> so clearly those were the people she wanted to Pagama, and yeah. they didn't Pagama. So maybe now that she's at the seat, she will ask Ngwenya to Pagama. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So we're wrapping up, uh, Zimasa, what are your final thoughts on, on how the DA can correct itself and, and become a formidable uh, opposition party again? Uh, the implosion is the DA correcting itself and uh, attracting its core base back to the DA and uh, focusing on what matters to the DA, which is not Which is the white race. middle class. <laughs> yeah, which is the, the I, I saw a clip of a broadcaster yesterday saying the DA wants to uh, worry about parking bays at, at shopping malls, not my problems and your problems, which are way bigger. <laughs> so uh, look, a, a lot of people feel like mostly living is a disaster I I think Musi living is what the Helen Zilla and the people who wanted Helen Zilla to come back, that was the plan all along. Uh, that this experimentation... Uh, it did not work. work. The elevation of, of black leaders to attract the black vote and push away the white middle class. Maybe the white middle class matters more to the DA than a lot of votes from black people. And it's fine. It, mm. It's fine. It is fine. Yeah, well, in essence, I, I agree with this man. So the DA, first of all, is no longer interested. Uh, I, I can tell you now, the DA is no longer interested in governing this country one day. Uh, they just want to remain what they were before. They've seen, as I said earlier about black leaders always having the possibility to find their conscience. That that experimentation, they were experimenting if are we able to control these people and win them over completely and convert them. They've seen that that doesn't work. Mm. So... They, they've realized that our only way is to govern the Western Cape, govern Cape Town, uh, represent our traditional and core constituents very well. Uh, we bring back our voters who went to the Freedom Front Plus back. We reach our ceiling and we're happy with that. We'll govern where we govern. We won't where we don't. But in terms of representing the interest, because really politics are not about taking over government. Because in parliament, if you are representing your co-constituency, you can be able to influence certain policies to go your way. And also there's another interesting relationship, but perhaps maybe in the interest of time, between the DA and the ANC. The DA and the ANC, in my view, they are not so different. Yes, the the ANC is a bit of both. You know, it can go this way, it can go that way. <laughs> you know, so also I think when they look at the ANC, they are not so worried about the interests of their constituency being threatened. <laughs> it's just that theirs is to add more pressure on the ANC to lean to their side. And I say the ANC always say they are in the middle. When they are in the middle, they are there for the taking, and they tend to fall much more to the side of the DA. So the DA really is not worried about the ANC threatening the interest of uh, their core constituency, they are just to be there and keep pushing the ANC harder to their side as the EFF tries to push them harder to, to the other side. Yeah. So I guess 
when they do that political analysis, they realize there's no need for us to contest for state power. Ours is just to be that sort of a pressure group. There's no need for a black leader either. Absolutely. So, 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 Apiwe, what next in this crisis? What should we look out for next? Um, Obviously, they will uh, uh, try to uh, uh, fast track the process to have a, a federal congress because uh, th- that's where you need to uh, elect a leader. Musi, in his clip, was talking about December, isn't it? Um, I don't know how long they can... Uh, I'm, I'm not sure in terms of their constitution uh, how long they have, but those are things that they will iron out at the FedEx meeting. That and also finding a, 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 a solution on Johannesburg. On John, I, I think on Johannesburg they would just follow the uh, the recommendations of the review report, which says well, pull out. Yeah, so there's 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 no need for them to find a solution um, for Johannesburg as things are going now. I don't think they would. Um, who who would vote with them? In <laughs> no one, because the EFF stands as is is that <laughs> they they are not voting with anyone, and their man is gone. Um, and the likelihood is that even in Tswane, it's going to be the same thing. And uh, Jose, doc, uh, Dr. Jose Maepa, the, uh, the ANC chairperson in that region, has been wanting this thing. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, no, maybe too, as a parting shot, man, I, I forgot. I wanted to touch on this uh, review panel report. Well, by the way, it's not independent as they've framed it to be. They say independent review. It can't be independent. Ryan could say former DA strategist, well, a DA person to this day, Tony Leon, former leader of the DA, there's nothing independent about that. But I found the review report to be very problematic on so many levels, such that I feel that it was, it, it had set itself out to get rid of Muslim Iman and get rid of this coalition government and just, it, I think their mission that they didn't declare was just to cleanse the DA of these new tendencies and take it back to <laughs> what it used to be. It was very sad. I mean, they cannot blame one person for electoral decline and as if he was the only person who was governing. But how do you explain the fact that he, they were appointed by him? So okay. <laughs> it, it, why, yeah, he was... He what was. also doesn't make sense is that provincial leaders that we've spoken to and they've explained their submissions, which made up their report. Hmm. Um, they, they are saying that on the ground, there is no evidence that we lost because of who was leading us. Mm-hmm. There were many factors and we stated them and we made them clear. So it is dishonest and is untrue that mm-hmm. we lost because of most. It was just a way to get rid of human Absolutely. Well, I don't think that this crisis in the DA is going to be solved anytime soon. Uh, we will obviously watch it very carefully and our resident DA correspondent will hey, be hey, hey, hey. reporting. I also, <laughs> <laughs> I also resign. Uh, People are resigning. <laughs> I'm resigning now. Well, congratulations you for finding your consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> If my money did it, I will also do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my money, my money, can do it. I can do it. I am also doing it. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us in this week's episode of ST Politics Weekly. Please share this podcast with the people that you love and social media at on the hashtag ST Politics Weekly. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>